Blog Talk Radio. Well, good morning. This is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. It is, it is good to be the church of the living God, the pillar ground of truth. We are online today. We thank God, and normally I will be teaching on the overcoming way. But tonight, or today rather, I'm going to be talking about spiritual um, um, spiritual living reveal. I'm going to um, break our series up and just do a one part and, and go over some things about the Holy Spirit and um, that I think is necessary for us. And it's just a good refresher course for those of you who are um, new and then to help bridge the gap of what we're going to go into in the third division of our Overcoming Way series. Again, you believe we've had three divisions already, and we've just scratched the surface. But the information, um, there's about six, uh, yeah, three introductions. Uh, there's nine teachers out there on this subject. So uh, keep going, but join us. We have a whole lot more. I think we have about three or four more divisions left. And, um, uh, oh, actually, there's two more divisions left, rather. And um, then we go into a whole other set of teachings. Amen. I also want to um, put a date on this teaching that we got some exciting news from my home church. Everybody knows that uh, Dr. Betty Peoples is my spiritual mother. Well, her son resumed the authority over the, the property of Jericho, and they will be returning soon. So just keep them in your prayers. Um, as you know, they had a hostile takeover by a uh, 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 fictitious board, fictitious board, and um, the court finally executed righteous judgment, giving them um, less than a week to move. So we're excited about that. Amen. But well, our prayers are that the peace of God that surpasses all understanding will guard everybody's heart and mind to Christ, and that um, uh, everyone would know that this is not the uh, uh, it's not going to be like everybody thinks it's going to be. It's not going to be no bit of battle. It's going to be victory. Amen. Tune in to the city of praise. Their service starts at 10. Look at the, uh, not the Jericho city of praise, but the city of praise. Tune in to them as you give more insights on what's taking place. Amen. Now, God is good. Glory to God. Well, um, let's go further in the word. You ready to go into the word? All right. Father, we praise you and thank you for this day, knowing that this is the day that you have made. We rejoice and are glad. We thank you for another opportunity to worship you in spirit and in truth. It truly is the authority of your word that gives me confidence to make boldly known the mysteries of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. I do lean and depend on the Holy Spirit as educator and guide to give me clear articulation of speech and deliberation of thought as I make manifold known the wisdom of God. Holy Spirit, I say, have your way. Do what only you can do. Anoint the people's ears to hear what the Spirit has to say to the church. And Father, in everything that shall be accomplished and revealed, you be glorified. For it is in the name of the Lord Jesus that we do praise you and give you glory. In Jesus' precious name. Amen. Let's go to some scriptures in um, 
Let's start with Romans, the eighth chapter. Romans, the eighth chapter. Amen. I want to talk about spiritual living revealed. And I want to ultimately resolve to us um, identifying the mind of Christ. Amen? And so hopefully we'll go through that and, and talk about allowing this mindset that Christ had to be in us. We need to know that the spirit man is developed in the presence and the power of the Holy Spirit. First Thessalonians 5.23 says that you have a spirit, a soul, and a body. And the, the core of your DNA and the core of who you are, whatever shapes your personality, all located truly in your spirit man. Um, um, but the spirit man is developed in the presence of the power of the Holy Spirit. If the presence and the power of the Holy Spirit is not present, then your life in the eyes of God is limited. For it is the Holy Spirit that enables the believer to exist in the God kind of life. The spirit man is distinctly programmed to adhere to the voice and the authority of the word, ruled reality. And this is found in devotion and sanctification. What do I mean by that? I mean that when we make it a point as believers, studying the word of God systematically uh, uh, with a sense of urgency, always uh, uh, with a system intact, we'll find out the advantage of hearing the voice of God because the strongest voice of God is the written word of God. Why? Because we don't have to interpret the sound. We know what it says because it's in black and white. But not only that, the, um, the word of God introduces us to who God is. And God is spirit. And those that worship, and really that worship there is, is, is an, in connotation of, of the totality of our existence with God, must exercise and must exist as spiritual beings, all right? So those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. But the spirit man is distinctly programmed or developed to adhere to the voice and the authority of the word rule reality found in devotion and sanctification, okay? And then the spirit man grows in atmospheres of corporate anointings and unity where special transferable blessings are bestowed in the local church. Because a lot of times the people of God want to um, the people of God want to um, the people of God uh, want to get it on their own 
but the church of God is where the spiritual gifts are stirred up. Um, because you remember when Paul said to Timothy that the um, elders placed their hands on you to, to impart to you spiritual gifts? Where well, is to do that in the assembly of the body of Christ? Amen. So things need to happen for us to develop spiritually. And in order to develop spiritually, we have to add to our faith as well. And I always tell people there's habits of, of, of believers, that seven habits of believers are found in First Peter chapter 1, verses 3 through 8. Virtue, knowledge, temperance, patience, goodness, brotherly kindness, and charity, which is agape love. So those um, those effects help us um, in addition to developing our spirit, but our spirit has to be developed and it's programmed. And really a person that exercises and governs themselves fully spiritually has um, has really used those seven habits, uh, knowledge or virtue, knowledge, temperance, patience, godliness, brotherly kindness, and charity, have used those seven habits to really um, to really enhance uh, how they exist. And you can't be partially spiritual. You know, a lot of times you see you'll see a lot of uh, creative people. You know, you know they'll talk about the karma, baby karma. <laughs> you know, or, you know, and I'm feeling the vibes here, and the vibes are not good. Oh, you just you're just emotional. That's not spiritual. And you have to know the difference. Your soul is a um is where the intellect and the will and the emotions are. A lot of times people confuse their soul with spiritual impression. So because they feel a certain way, they think it's the spirit. And though the spirit, the spirit houses God uh, DNA. And it really is what authorizes if our real existence is who we are. That's why when a person dies, their body uh, looks lifeless because life is in the spirit. Amen? Now, we're going to get to Romans. But I wanted to make certain that we understand that the spirit of God is developing the presence. The spirit of man is um, developing the presence of the Holy Spirit. And that that spirit is distinctly programmed to adhere to the voice and the authority of the word rule reality. So if a person does not accept the things of God and does not accept the ways of God and does not accept the works of God, they will, they will have a hard time ruling being ruled by the Spirit because the Spirit always needs a voice and an authority. And you'll find a lot of people are not spiritual because they don't know the, vo the voice of God. And they, they don't feel confident that they've been authorized to achieve the plans of God. And you can't fake, you can't fake faith. You know, the Lord told me to really challenge myself to stop using the word Christian because in the world and the context that we live in now, everybody can say they're a Christian without even really being a Christian. So um, we, we, we can't fake faith. Let's just say the faith. Let's say saints. You know, when, when people say they're saved, yeah, I understand saved, but see, salvation, it really is the way of salvation. 
Nobody went around in the Bible calling themselves saved. I, I mean, we've done a lot of damage in the church. And what I find in my prayer time and what I find when I go to study things about the body of Christ, and Lord knows I haven't got to my introduction yet, but I'm going to get there. <laughs> what I find is, is that we have not done a great job of giving the biblical vocabulary, hallelujah, to, to what the word says we should go about. Uh, put a plug in, uh, Reverend um, Mr. Selena was studying and or searching the internet one day, and she found some startling discoveries about the new international version. They take out 45 verses of scripture, um, and, and it's not found in their Bible. And the author of the new international version, new, new international version, is um, the author of the New International Version is uh, the author of the Satanic Bible. So um, <laughs> you might want to stop reading the NIV translation. <laughs> just, just, a, just a suggestion. There are other readings, and um, there are some other translations as well that omit verses out of scripture because the author itself, not the translations of from translating English, uh, Hebrew and Greek to English, but they just decide to just omit verses, period. So you gotta you really gotta scrutinize what Bible you study from, amen. And so I wanted to put that plug in there. It is important that the word rule reality is what feeds your spirit. The word of God is the strongest voice of God, and it helps you identify the authority of God. Why? You can look at the, the examination of, of, of the word in the lives of the people that we observe and, and mark and being worthy of the faith. You get what I'm saying? Um, those, those people in there um, help us develop a, an awareness of how God operates, and that's what we're talking about in authority. How God governs uh, uh, his ways with dealing with his people. So the more and more you study the word of God, the better it is for you to, um, the better it is for you to um, approach it with confidence. Amen? Amen. Now, let's get into Romans 8. Let's read. Now, I never really like starting um, uh, uh, a a chapter with there. There is therefore now lets us know something was there before that there was there. You get know what I'm saying? <laughs> so um, you really have to go back to chapter seven where the discussions of the law or the way God delights, the way God establishes his relationship with man connects to this, this life in the spirit. Oh. All right. 
Praise the Lord. Glory to God. All right. So, we have a good Bible. In chapter 7, you'll see that the law cannot deliver from sin. So here, again, Romans and Hebrews are legal legal defenses of the faith. And I think it's great uh, that we, uh, I like Romans because Romans really talks about how man was corrupted, how man was corrected through redemption, and how man receives, the, when man receives the Holy Spirit, they're rewarded with reigning with Christ. Amen. Amen. Now, there's therefore now. Okay, so anyway, let's let's back up to. I'm sorry, I'm getting all types of signals, so I apologize. Let's get into this thing. Verse 22 of chapter seven. For I delight in the law of God after the inward man. Okay, because he's talking about um, the section that starts. In verse 7, what shall we say then? Is law sin? God forbid, nay, I had not known sin but the law for but by the law. So here, here's here's here is what we need to understand. Law and life connect in this in this thing developing spirituality. It means you're living in the spirit's reality. Spirituality is living in the spirit's reality. And anything that's a reality is constructed by laws, okay? Because this is something that the Holy Spirit has, has, has challenged me to do, not in the teachings, but of course, you know, we go in depth. And a lot of times I don't wait for you, you know, to know the verbiage, but the more and more you review and listening to these teachings, you'll get the depth. But Realities, anytime realities are formed, there must be laws to govern. And um, we see in creation that there were no laws to govern, and God had to correct that. Because internally, when Adam had transgressed a sin, it, it caused a great divide. It caused a great divide to the... Um, Praying that God had for them, okay? Because I want you to understand why we always go back to law, you know, because every time um, we go back to law is because Adam, when Adam all sin, all die. Why? Because of sin, right? And sin was, in, was, was suggested to him by the, by the serpent who subvert, subverted the truth sabotaged him from receiving the truth uh, that he did not have to eat from the tree of good evil because he challenged what God said. Satan challenged what God said. As a result, Satan was cursed. Adam was cursed. Right? And in Adam, all died. But in Christ, all are made alive. So we have to see the reason why that is is because the law then after Adam was used when Abraham and all of them come on the scene. Abraham, after, you know, you got uh, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and then you get Moses uh, coming in on the scene. When all of the forefathers come on the scene, 
they, they are building to the law. Their relationships with God then translates to the order of God. And that order then sets up a distinction to what God appreciates and what God doesn't appreciate. God's way. You know, so ultimately when a person is trying to be spiritual, they're governing what God's way is all about. Hallelujah. Now, so when we when we look at the scriptures and they insert law with life, you need to always understand the reason what they're going back to. And you know, you could go go all the way from Romans five all the way to Romans eight. What they're going back to is the creation agenda, okay? And what do I mean by the creation agenda? The creation agenda was the purpose of creating man was the fellowship with God. And the fellowship with God, they had to have an internal awareness. They could not have an external awareness. They needed an internal awareness with God. And in order to, in order to get that internal awareness that reality has to also function, what, what functions externally also has to be congruent with what's going on internally. That's why he says you're in the world, but you're not of the world, okay? But not only, my, but in addition to this, when laws are known, sins revealed. And it's not revealed for the sake of exposing sin, but securing your right standing from you missing the reality. So that way you can confidently conform your world with God's world. All right? Because through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. Why? Because the spirit man is distinctly programmed to adhere the voice and the authority of the word of God. This is spiritual living revealed. All right? Now, and so I wanted to bring that out because it says, for I delight in the law of God after the inward man, 722 Romans, but I see another law working in my members, warring against the law of my mind and bringing me into captivity to the law of sin which is in my members, which is in my members, all right? Oh, wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from the body of this death? I thank God through Christ Jesus our Lord, so with my mind I serve the law of God, and with my flesh the law of sin. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. He's continuing on the subject. All right? For the law, listen, he introduces another law. You see, here several laws. You see the law of my mind, which has a warfare, the law of sin, which is a, a, a distinct from God, right? And, and you see the law of God. And you see, the flesh is, is prone to the law of sin. Why? Because of Adam. But in Christ, there is no condemnation who, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. So we build our reality through the spirit. All right. 
for the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. Now you know what the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus is. The law of God operating in the mind over the flesh. Why? Because you have a spirit, you have a soul, and you have a body. All right. For, the, for what the law could not, um, Jesus Christ made us free from the law of sin and death. Where was death at? In the flesh? Where was the law of sin at? In the mind. Okay? So so when you hear this, I want you to understand. I want I want us to understand. Don't just jump to chapter 8. You got to go all the way to chapter 7, verse 22 to get context. And you actually back up to verse 14. For we know that the law is spiritual, but I am carnal, sold and understand. This is the person who does not know what they've been made free from. They're not, they're not, they don't understand the words of Christ Jesus. Now, you got to go back to chapter 6 and chapter 5 to know that Christ condemned sin in the flesh so that you can become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. So we live according to the righteousness of God. All right? Now, this is, it goes on to say this, but it is explaining how these laws connect to our lives because we're trying to make a reality. The law in itself is spiritual. The law is set to be a spiritual reality. All right. I don't forget one time I was um, listening to an interview of Dr. Cindy Trump, and they were trying to trying to understand a lot of her teaching because, you know, she goes real depth in depth in the spirit. And um, the, the, the man was trying to get an understanding on what is spiritual. She said everything is spiritual. <laughs> Why? Because everything is tied to their being the government because the things that were created, all things were created for him and by him was nothing made, Colossians chapter 1. So, um, so we need to understand this reality of the spirit, spiritual living revealed, right? Now, verse 8, so verse 4. No, let's go back to 3. Well, let's go back to 2. <laughs> For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. Now, Christ is not Jesus' last name, but it's the Holy Spirit had made me free from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do in, in that it was weak through the flesh, God sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin condemned sin in the flesh. So Jesus was coming to fulfill the law. I did not come to destroy the law. I came to fulfill it. How did he fulfill it? Seeking the law of God in the law of the, um, over the law of the flesh. By bringing the flesh to death, caused him to be the righteousness of God. It awakened the law of God again. Why? Because he used his spirit over his flesh. Do you get my, my saying? So anytime you exist spiritually over your flesh, you have confidence before God. Because why? What what activates in living over? the law of the flesh or the life of the flesh or the order of the flesh. What? The law of God is the reason. That's what we know. Okay, from these verses. All right, now, verse 4, that the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled with in us who walk not after the flesh but after the what? The spirit. So we are to live after the spirit. For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh. And we know that the the things of the flesh are the lust of the eye, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life. Why? Because they don't have life. All right? 
Now, but but the things that are after the spirit, the things of the spirit. To be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Because the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the what? The law of God. That's the problem. See, the carnal mind or the law, the, the mind of the flesh or the or the or the, the, the laws of the flesh are not subject to the law of God. Neither indeed can be. So they that are after the flesh cannot please God. All right? But they, but ye are not of the flesh, but ye are, if so be that the Spirit of God dwell in you. There's a Spirit of God dwelling in you. He that is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. And I don't, you know, when we when we get born again, what will we what awakens? The spirit of God that lives on the inside of us. Amen. And you need to always, always quote it, but I want you to know First Corinthians six seventeen. He that is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. Says if you join yourself to a heart, you're a holler. But if you join yourself to the Lord, you are the Lord's. Amen. You belong to God. But ye are not of the flesh, but of the spirit, if so be that the spirit of God dwell in you. And if any man have not the spirit of God, he is none of his. And that's why the church and the world has done a good job of depraving you from really knowing that you have to exist in the spirit. But today, you know, when you hear the Lord's voice, harden not your heart. Allow the spirit of God to awaken that that area in that life, that void in the life, and let that, that spirit come alive through the word of God. And the word but the Bible says that the words that I speak, they are spirit and they are life. Did you know that the scripture says that? The words that I speak, which is the word of God, are spirit and they are life. That's found in John six sixty three. Okay? So so you need to always understand this when you when you when you when you put the scriptures together. We talk about spirit spirituality or spirit living revealed. What we're talking about is the reality that comes as a result of you living out your spirit. And the spirit is subject to the laws of God because God is spirit, and those who worship Him must worship Him in spirit and in truth. So. The truth, now we know, well, we'll get into that another time because that'll take us up down a whole other lane. Let's read verse 10. And if Christ be in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the spirit is life. The spirit is life. The spirit is life because of righteousness. So we re- in order to really understand um, the spirit, the, the spirit-led life, you have to be acquainted with the righteousness of God in, in Jesus. Amen? All right. But it's the spirit of him. And it goes into what righteousness is. And, and of course, the word but nullifies what it says, but it's qualifying, actually. It's found in because he repeats it. If the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead, who was the spirit of him that raised Jesus up from the dead? Dwelling you is God. He that raised up Christ from the dead shall quicken your mortal bodies by his spirit that dwelleth in you. Okay? So that those things 
have to be understood. Those, those things have to be understood. And this is what's not happening. We have a lot of people walking around as dead men, all right? Let me give you some information. We've got 10 minutes, and we've got we to make it happen. All right. I, I told you that you needed to add virtue, knowledge, temperance, which is self-control, um, uh, patience, surpassing peace, godliness, Christ's Christ mind, and brotherly kindness and compassion. I want to talk about godliness. Godliness is the route. Now, the scripture told you in Romans 8, 6, to be spiritually minded is life, but to be carnally minded is death. In 1 Corinthians 2, 12 to 14, the natural man cannot obtain the things of God. But we have hope. In Philippians chapter 2, verse 13, we've got to work out our own salvation with fear and trembling, for he is faithful that promise. Right? Now, um, uh, we have to work out our own salvation with fear and trembling, right? But it is God, verse 13 says, it is God that both works in you to will and do his good pleasure. So God is working with us and, in, in, and enabling and helping us. How does he, how does he do that? See the scale. Because he already told you, the natural man, if the natural man can come in contact with God, you would need to develop the spirit. But you have a spirit, and it's holy, and it belongs to God. Anything that's holy belongs to God. And the reason why he fills your spirit is because when you are not living in the spirit, you are void of the essence of life. That, and that's, that can only be found in Christ Jesus. All right, now, let's go to Philippians chapter 2. Philippians chapter 2. Because I think it's great that we say that, but... Um, the scripture says, let this mind be in you, right? Which is also in Christ Jesus. Now, why is that? Why, why is that? I like the way, if you ever want to learn how to live, read Philippians chapter 2, okay? The whole chapter. But I want to get to these five uh, what I call five rap revelations of the divine mind. Because we say let this mind be in you, and we have to resolve to the mind of Christ. Of course, Romans 8 resolves that that the law of God uh, has to be renewed in the, in, in the life of the mind, okay? Let's go back there right quick, because I want to make certain that I cover this. And uh, let me go on. See, and, and I tell you, lately, especially on Sundays, I've been flowing a little um, differently in the apostolic anointing, which which is really when the teaching goes forth. What I mean by that, when the teaching goes forth, the, I'm teaching out of uh, a different degree of revelation. And sometimes when revelations are unfolding, you have to stay with me because I'm kind of doing this thing as I'm aging, is, and it's, it's like winding up. I feel like I'm slowing down. You know, when I was young, I just spit a whole lot of stuff out. But now I'm just I'm winding up to a point because when I hit certain points in the in the in the instruction, it awakens the it, it awakens the primary um meanings and the convictions that I'm trying to convey in the points. Because well, I can just give you the points, but if I don't give you the the, the the power and the connotation behind it, you'll just take it as a regular conversation. But this is revelation. You need to know the difference between conversations, information and Revelation, and we, we, we're getting a revelation here. 
Hallelujah. Now I tell you, um, um, the church has to change their vocabulary. All right, but I wanted to. Um, the advantage of the spirit is really us resolving to allow. Now the only thing that the scripture tells us in Hebrews that the only thing that can divide the soul from the spirit is the word of God. All right, and um, but here the spirit bears out bears witness with. The, the spirit, which is God, itself bear with, witness with our spirit that we are children of God, and if children is and join is with Christ, if so that we suffer with him, we may be glorified together. All right, and it goes into this world. Oh, praise the Lord. Glory to God. This is why we needed this foundation. You need the spiritual foundation to go into spiritual war, worlds and warfare. And I thank God how he working with this thing. But you've got to be resolved in your mind. Uh, the scripture says, no longer conform to the ways of the world, but be what? Transformed by the what? Renewing of your mind. It's the mind. It's the mind that causes a lot of problems here because the mind is a communicator that, that is subject to be dictated either from the soul to the body or the body to the soul. And so what often happens when the, <coughs> I'm sorry, the mind is the soul. Let me correct it. The, the soul or the mind is a communicator. It is a communicator. It's always communicating from some source of information or some source of authority. The authority either derives from the spirit or from the body. If you're not used to being governed by your spirit, you will be used to being governed by your body. And your your soul will appeal to emotions, impulses, rationale, experiences. It will uh, it will it will um connect to that which is familiar and then uh, unfounded trusting, which is trust that is established based on people that you see, touch, taste, feel, and handle and think about. So all of those all of those experiences are not organized in your in your soul. So whenever you whenever you go on through the cares of life, because it's out of control, right? I'm gonna I'm gonna hit you with something. I already told you that the spirit, the spirit cannot govern and function itself outside of the law. The law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death because the spirit can only function in order. Scripture says, let all things be done in decency and in order. But when the soul is out of control, the body will dictate to the spirit. And if the soul will communicate what the flesh says versus the spirit. But when the spirit is aligned to the laws of God or the order of God, the spirit will, the, the soul will remind you or communicate what the authority and the voice of the spirit is saying to the body. And that's how we as believers govern ourselves versus our experiences, our emotions, our impulses, and our encounters with others that we've developed trust that are unfounded because they're not established by God. 
You got to get my point. All right. Now, I got to go. Um, we're out of town. Romans Romans 2, 2 gives us 5 through 11, the mind of Christ. And, and, and I broke it down so that we can understand that Christ had a God conscious. He, because, you know, let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus, who thought and not robbery to be evil with God, but made himself with no reputation, taking on the form of the passion of the man he offered himself. Therefore, God so highly exalted him and gave him the name above everything, that as that name, everything will bow and every tongue can bend that Jesus Christ is Lord. That's Romans uh, 2, 5 to 11. Now, um, in that, he said, he thought it not robbery to be equal with God. What does that mean? He had a God conscious. Um, he united with God in spirit. He was unyieldingly uh, devoted to God. He was uncommon, and he was uncommon by reflecting only God. I only do what my father do. I only say what my father said. God is spirit. God is what's governing this body. Jesus was God in flesh. God is what's governing this body. In him I move, live, and have my being. And we in Christ move, live, and have our being. Why? Because Christ had a God conscience. Number two, Christ had a character of humility. He didn't let the power get to his head. He thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation. He didn't let people change his head. He didn't let his passion distort his head. Why? Because he thought it not robbery to be equal with God and made himself of no reputation. Taking on the form of a fashion of a man, he humbled himself. He humbled himself and became obedient to death on the cross. Right. So that was service to God. Number three, Christ had a, um, a source of compassion. He had a source of compassion through service. So his source of compassion was he was willing to serve as the example. He was willing to see others succeed. He was willing to sacrifice for, for the greater good. He had a willingness to sacrifice, all right? So, wow, Christ had a source of compassion to serve as a will, all right? Now, number four is this. Christ had complete compliance to God. He accepted God's word as an order. He believed God always had his ordeal, and he confessed God's wisdom only. This is what made Jesus the Christ. Let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus. So Christ was the authority, the Holy Spirit. He governed himself through the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit enabled him to have a God conscious, character of humility, compassion to serve, compliance to God, and he had the courage to even face his cross. And that's the last thing, and that's what exalted him. He, he faced opposition without fear. He found a heart to die for what he believed, and he freed his mind from saying, I can't. I can't. And he tells us, you can do all things through Christ that strengthens us. Why? Because we have an advantage. It's the spirit reality revealed. The Holy Spirit has equipped us to allow the mind to be communicating the, the authority and the voice of the spirit over the emotions and the impulses of the flesh. Why do we have an advantage? Because to live 
spiritually is life in Christ Jesus, but to be carnally minded is death. Why do we have an advantage in the spirit? Because he that is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. And if we live with him and if we die for him, we will reign with him. Glory to God. And if God be for us, who can be against us? We are more than conquerors through Christ Jesus because greater is he that lives in us than he that's within the world. Don't let the world 